0: He's doing a 2020 takedown, is what he's doing. So uh, we got to yeah. come up with a, tw- a new 20 something. We got to have our thing. As much as I, because l- 2019 takedown just has, it's got a, it's got it's, a ring to it that I don't want to abuse with 2020 know, takedown. We might need to. Well, we can come up with a new. It can be the same thing. It doesn't need to be like a 2020 high five, right? It can be the same. Right. Oeuvre. We just need a new word. We can't say takedown.
1: Mm-hmm. What about 2020? I don't think so. 2020,
0: you're <laughs> not funny. Twenty twenty, you're not funny. Has got a great ring to it. <laughs> a twenty twenty, you're fired. Twenty twenty, you're fired. Just like you're, just because the fired guy's in the White House and he's gonna get fired. <laughs> so twenty twenty, you're fired. So remember when the fired guy t- got the White House?
1: <laughs> remember when the, we let the fired guy be our bo- <laughs> be everybody's boss? I to, yeah, but he won't
0: fire I'm sure he won't fire me. I'm, I'm sure he
1: won't fire missiles at the, at the, at the bad
0: place. Long ago in a distant land. <laughs>
1: your That chicken was dry. I'm Bobby I'm truck Slam your eyeballs
0: against this. I'm the buck and you have. And, fight, and everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's that animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin, of course. And I'm Austin, of course, as well. And so we <laughs> here. We here at the Saturday Morning Tuesday. <laughs> That's confusing. Uh, we here at the Saturday Morning Tuesday crew are uh, picking up with a brand new arc. We're we're going into February pretty hot, with what we're calling our our Greek gods, our Greek gods arc. We're talking about uh, it doesn't have to be god stuff. It's just Greek stuff. We're talking about those, talking about one of those places in Europe that's so old they didn't have pants yet. We're kind of <laughs> that's
1: one of the <laughs> places. S- super Greek,
0: Is super Greece. Anything? Ooh, super Greek. You're super Greeky. Uh, we're super Greeky. Uh, so that's what we're doing. We we watched two shows. We watched Ulysses Thirty One. Uh, and we watched uh, Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. Yeah, it's so we it, it, that one almost like slides out of your mind. Like you can't remember the name of it because it's so hard to pin down. Uh, neither of these shows at all resemble uh, the material that they are pulling from. And uh, that leads us to the theme of this week's episode. Ooh. Uh, does anybody remember that very good dog Wishbone? Yeah, yeah. of course. Remember how he just, remember how he just retold stories as if it was about a dog instead of a person? Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to be doing that. Uh. (laughs) Really? We're going to be telling this from the perspective as if, like, we're going to be telling you what we watched as if we were the dogs in that show, Witchbone.
1: (laughs) So we're the dogs.
0: Yeah, we're the dogs and we were in the show somehow? Is that what you're mm yeah or maybe or maybe we can we can maybe just decide uh who who in the show we watched, like who's the wishbone oh. who's doing the most wishboning oh, that's interesting, okay, yeah, so let's we'll, we'll when we get into the episodes, we'll decide who's doing the most wishboning <laughs> uh. <laughs> keep
1: an eye out, <laughs> listeners <laughs> and
0: and and i I just wanted to say if you guys think that uh it sounds a little bit like maybe I had a wishbone stuck in my throat. It's because uh, an I put evil... my wishbone all the way down in his throat. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, ooh. Uh, no, no. 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 That's not, not appropriate. What that's not appropriate.
1: <laughs> put a wishbone no. in Andy for good luck. <laughs> Throw a wishbone in Andy. I.
0: Uh, <laughs> you. You know. No. I. I got. I got cursed. I got cursed by a <laughs> wizard. Uh, to eat and... nothing but with chicken bones for the next t- <laughs> for the next thirty days till the bell
1: strikes twelve. <laughs> I must eat I must eat a hundred chicken bones.
0: Yeah. Or I'm yeah. cursed to live the day again. And as a result <laughs> of the great 2020 chicken bone debacle, I now sound like I had a cold and I'm getting over it. So uh I sound like a bag of skin stretched <laughs> over a pile of chicken bones. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of ambling around trying to look like a person yeah yeah so that's that's what's going on and uh and we're watching greek shows and we're doing wishbone thanks for the recap let's get into it
1: Everybody, uh, welcome Bark to our wishbone. Oh, I don't know if I don't know if this wishbone thing has any legs. <laughs> oh, um, it has
0: four of them, baby. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we'll see. Um, with our Greek shows, um, our first one, our first uh, beginning of our odyssey here. God, can you hear is, in our
0: voices how much we already just have not liked the content we consume today? Yeah, oh, I think you're gonna say how much we already have taken on the form of wishbone. oh my god yeah yeah yeah. no you can totally hear that no tell us tell us about ulysses
1: so ulysses and i say that because the theme you might have already heard the theme play um where they do say ulysses ulysses 31 was a 1981 show that was a joint creation between uh, Deke and TMS, so it was Japanese and I guess French. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is weird because Spartacus and somebody in the Sea is also French. So these sort of French cartoons about Greek heroes.
0: Yeah, and let me let me uh, let me drop another really weird thing on top of you. They're both created by a woman named Nina Walmark.
1: Wait, really? Oh. Yeah, we did so, not know when we
0: when we looked them up. But that's that's uh, you know that's a thread that I believe. Yeah. Seems a little uh-huh. too coincidental to not be not be the same person. Spartacus, uh we'll get to this in the next segment, but Spartacus is a fully French production created by Nina Walmark. And Ulysses, like we just said, is the is like a Japanese and French thing created by Nina Walmark and our good friend Jean Chalopin, who uh what who else did TV? uh oh you know, like <laughs> Inspector Gadget is his big thing, but oh, bots okay. Master, oh, Arthur shit. and the Knights I, I of yeah. Justice, pole position. Uh, You know, he's like he's like the big French animation guy. So him and this woman, Mm -hmm. Nina Walmark, created Ulysses and they did all the story content and like concept stuff for this. And then they gave it to TMS in Japan to animate. I kind of can't believe the only thing that I find this hard to believe about the same person doing both of these is that in five, like five years after Ulysses, Spartacus is what they made. Like, yeah, how did it get worse?
1: How (laughs) How did the quality take such a dip? Um, after four years, uh, that's, that's very alarming to me because honestly, yeah, both of these shows were pretty tough to get through. Uh, we throw around a lot. We throw around concepts and we talk about like what is and isn't watchable and what isn't, (laughs) isn't like completely just indecipherable. And I think we've hit a new basement (laughs) with these shows. (laughs) I think we've hit a new basement for a lot of a lot of things, um, and I just want to say how much I respect every other show we've watched up to this point
0: for having like a semblance of a story with a, with with like character beats, even yeah,
1: or like uh, workable like voice direction.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing. And uh, okay, so I don't want to I don't want to completely shit on Ulysses before we get out of the out the gate. It has some beautiful animation. Uh yeah. there is a lot of really good stuff to look at in this show. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's one, there's one more little stupid factoid I want to drop on you, where we just talked about how the same woman did, uh, Spartacus and Ulysses 31. Well, uh, I want I want you to know that Jean Chalopin, years later from this, in like 2001, created a show called Cyrano 2022, and uh, that cartoon only aired in France. And I looked it up, and it looks bonkers. But I just don't <laughs> understand what like the the concept of. Like how much? How much can you chew on the idea of taking like an old piece of literature and putting it in the future? Like this, this, this uh, Sherlock in the twenty fourth century mm-hmm. Sherlock, or whatever. Yeah. Like, so Sherlock is an interesting one because that's it's really just lasers for the sake of lasers. Um, yeah. And Spartacus, mm-hmm. I think to a degree, you could make the same thing. I think it's fair to say the sort of uh, space epic and the sea epic have a lot of like narrative overlap that is a pretty decent fit to breathe a little Mm -hmm. new life and some sci-fi ideas into it. Sure. Homer's Odyssey makes total sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let me read a synopsis of the first episode here. So episode one, Vengeance of the Gods. And normally we do sort of a a higher tier explanation of the show, but this kind of really does kick us off on on what the show is going to be.
0: It's Homer's Odyssey, but instead of a boat, it's a spaceship. And we'll kind of get into it as we keep going. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so... So for episode one, it is on his trip back to Earth, Ulysses' son is carried off. No, 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 no,
0: say his name right.
1: (sighs) Ulysses' son Telemachus is carried. Ulysses. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) On his trip back to Earth, Ulysses' son (laughs) is carried off by the Cyclops to give sight to his followers with Telemachus' life force. Really? Is that what
0: happened? No, but that's okay.
1: Ulysses destroys the Cyclops and (laughs) saves Telemachus, Yumi, and Numenor. In retaliation, the ancient gods then send his ship, the Odyssey, into an unknown part of space, with the bulk of its crew cursed to remain lifeless, floating in midair until Ulysses finds the kingdom of Hades, and Earth also.
0: I think you meant to say the Odyssey. The Odyssey? (laughs) don't (laughs) say- Okay, they don't say that. So-
1: here, right off the, the, the front here, Andy, you mentioned it already, but it looks great generally. It's kind of both. The characters are awful, but
0: the, the both of these have pretty oh, neat y- background, background design. Don't you act like Ulysses in his big white caped suit doesn't have a fantastic butt. I didn't notice his butt. I was too. I was too confused by how he combs the top of his hair to look like a mustache.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has mustache bangs. He has like Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam's mustache as bangs. Uh, That's exactly right. <laughs> and then oh just long, God. flowing, beautiful hair. Um, yeah. This is very much a late seventies, early eighties anime vibe.
0: Oh yeah, I and mean it, it
1: looks great. I love that vibe, and it's I'm just baffled with both of these show. I'm I'm so baffled because we have seen that apparently the French can make watchable television.
0: Well, the same producer made Inspector Gadget. Like, yeah, and they that's, made that's that's shows. Also is, I don't know.
1: They made shows with a workable voice cast. I don't yeah. know what happened here because we could go, we could clip drop. Every single line from the show.
0: (laughs) It's so (laughs) bad. It's horrendous.
1: It is horrendous. The (laughs) the way that everything is spoken is just like
0: shades of speed racer, right? Like mm -hmm, trying to very speed racer, like the script was not written with the mouth flap in mind. And then they got in the room and went, oh, man, that sentence is way too long. You're going to be talking into the next cut. Oh, well, fuck it. Just keep going. Uh, No, go faster. Uh, Go a little faster. Uh, Fuck it. That's fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a line. There's a line near the end where Ulysses is talking to I think one of the gods, maybe Poseidon. Yeah, it's either Poseidon or Zeus in his spaceship. But he just says, "I am Ulysses. Why? <laughs> why are you doing this? It, oh
0: my god!" It, so early on, uh, this this show we 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 start it on the uh, the space station Troy, which looks like a giant like Spartan, Spartan helmet, helmet or something. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. I actually liked the design of that. I thought it was fun. But mm-hmm. he's leaving, like, they're leaving, they're going to Earth, because apparently if he doesn't get back to Earth in time, his wife's going to have to find a new husband. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> that they've tried to keep, like, old Greek yeah. laws uh, in the... I'm presuming the 31 is the 31st century? I don't I'd know. I also presume that. Um, and, and, no, 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 I think it is. They name drop that later. There's a there's yes. line that someone says uh, when, cause when they first see the image of like Poseidon show up after the planet explodes, one of his like first mates or something is like, I just saw what looked like a strange face. Did you? It looked like an ancient Greek God, a Greek God in the 31st century. How could such a thing be possible? But it's like by (laughs) 1981, this was not the law of the land. So it's so strange to me. They're like, well, in the future, we're going back to, uh, you know, that, that, that that, that style. It's really funny. And, and it, it also flies in the face of things that they say in the episode, too. Oh, that women have the right, have, like, rights? <laughs> well, that, yeah, obviously, for sure. But it's, like, to sort of be, like, paying homage to the original story by, like, awkwardly keeping a bit of this, like, old school law in, in place. Uh-huh. And, then, and then also explicitly saying, like, it's the 31st century. We know what Greece was and Greek gods, and we don't believe in them. You know what I mean? Like Like, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth about it. Or I thought the reason that she had to I thought there was like a narrative reason she had to entertain suitors like like they were at war or. I think they thought he was dead, right?
1: Yeah, because they just assumed he died during the Trojan War or at sea or something.
0: You know, we really should have been we really should have been better and and read the Odyssey as as homework for this arc. But it's a weekly podcast. And so. I don't
1: think it would have helped, though, actually.
0: No, you're right. <laughs> uh yeah but they're leaving. Okay, so they they're leaving. They're going to Earth so that he can go make sure that his wife doesn't have to, you know, cuck him. And <laughs> sorry, I just try and sneak the word cuck into every episode of it's our podcast bad so now. Far.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's bad so far.
0: <laughs> and it's Telemachus's birthday, I guess. And he gets this line where he says, "What a super cake. Thanks, father." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I really <laughs> thought that was like so strange, like pointing again at like the the like not just the bad voice cast, but also like the dialogue writing is just really piss poor. You know, I realized something in this show that is to not because of the show, not because of anything the show did. It's just it, it just sort of struck me in this watching that it could have happened anytime. time because it's mm-hmm. a recurring thing that we see uh, a main character basically just be gifted their like best friend, a Pokemon, a robot. Right. Uh, uh the magic mm-hmm. ding dong of the show, the whatever bobble or McGuffin is this thing, right? Yeah. And I think I've always resisted it because it's such lazy writing that it upsets me. But I'm kind of now vibing with like, you know, a little kid whose whole world revolves around just like getting a dope gift from his dad or his mom or whoever. Yeah. It's kind of tight cuz I can kind of I can kind of empathize with like how dope it was to get the best Christmas gift you ever got. Or totally. a
1: gift or whatever. So we we still haven't mentioned no no. Uh, we're kind of talking in circles around. No,
0: that no no is no no is the awful robot he gets that the boy loves, <laughs> but that tries to No-No's feed him. the best part of the uh, tries show tries to feed him metal. You guys don't. know Nono fucking... is the
1: only character who actually sounds like a human being. Ironically,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, it it's Everybody so else
1: speaks so robotically that it is uh, kind of a breath of fresh air to have somebody who just talks like a person.
0: <laughs> but but it, it's in a way that like Nono would really nicely just slot right into Silverhawks. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh you know, like he could he could show up, like he could be the the stupid taxi driver's friend and like climb around in his taxi, and I'd buy that instantly in Silverhawks.
1: You know know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I don't know. The, Nono serves no purpose for most of this episode. I I, for, I spent most of the time being like, why do we have to give this kid an annoying little robot? Until. Until Nono steals the show.
1: <laughs> Nono murders the Cyclops, by the way. N- n- I,
0: I just, how does, even, okay, so the, the, at the beginning of this episode, they did like one of those things that pr- they probably play at the beginning of every episode that sort of summarizes the plot. But on the first episode, it's a spoiler because it describes the entire first episode. Yeah. But they, even in that thing, are like, oh, yes, and Ulysses killed the Cyclops and get mad. And I'm like, no, No-No killed the Cyclops. <laughs> the gods should be punishing No-No. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely should. <laughs> it's so weird. I was interested by the Disciples of the Cyclops. Me and too. It tur- they turn into being kind of nothing characters. Yeah yeah uh skipping along as fast as we possibly can we get to this planet like they there's there there's a big spooky cyclops uh they there's a bunch of these like i don't know religious zealots or something who are all blind and they all worship the cyclops because he uses the life force energy of little kids to give them the power of sight
1: yeah which i yeah i didn't really pick up on but they so they stole Telemachus off the ship because the ship's flying by it, and this light mm-hmm. goes in and just scoops up, scoops your boy, <laughs> to, scoops up the boy in his in his bot,
0: Mister Steals your boy.
1: Yeah, and there's like a a moment on the bridge of the Odyssey, and Ulysses is like, Shirka, a close up," <laughs> and they zoom <laughs> in and they see Telemachus just in a ball flying off to in space, and my son, my son, my
0: son. And then Telemachus gets taken down. There's like a couple other aliens that are like, oh, we're meeting the rest of the main cast that are already imprisoned down there. This b- brother and sister team. Uh, the first thing that comes out of the sister's mouth is how handsome he is." his color is returning. I want to fuck that little white boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're thing, still in the early
1: 80s. The other thing out of their mouth, too, is like, oh, that's a boy from Earth. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Earth. I knew it.
0: <laughs> it's very silly. Oh man.
1: Waste yeah. of time. And so,
0: I don't know. Then then obviously that the, you know Ulysses goes to find his finest boy and uh they they do they escape, I guess. There's a whole big nonsense sequence. I don't even know. There's so there's It gets us to... It, at the, a lot of the plot beats right now are I, I guess more in line with the odyssey right so sure uh after they get back uh they've enraged poseidon and uh they have this this sort of powwow with poseidon and then poseidon throws them uh into deep space yeah ulysses runs through the halls screaming for his <laughs> companions. <laughs> companions companions <laughs> companions 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 where are you companions <laughs> <laughs> you know how you talk the one interesting thing that happens in the show and it's kind of an afterthought is they all get like put to sleep and sort of like it's kind of eerie i i dug that moment
1: yeah have you seen the game control the game control has these like people that are under like alien mind control and they're like just floating static in the air kind of like in this it's creepy it's a creepy way yeah. to put people in stasis it's just have them kind of floating at various heights above the ground
0: it, it it is it is spooky but that that's like the god's vengeance right is that like he he's the like i don't it's it's also unclear whether or not ulysses uh, escaped being turned into a floating uh stone man because he was like down in the guts of the ship fixing the yeah he was
1: fixing the eye in the middle of the space station ship.
0: And then and then his kid and the little kid of the two aliens that we met and the robot, they're all safe. They're they're not turned into people. And maybe it's because they were still like sleeping in their like stasis pod. Or maybe it's because they're too young to be affected. Or maybe the gods just were like, nah, not the kids. It's really unclear. But that's Mm -hmm. our main cast at the end of episode one. We get Ulysses, Telemachus, no, no, and uh, what's her name? Uh,
1: Yu- Yumi. Y- yummy.
0: Yumi. Yumi. Not Yumi. <laughs> her, her name is not yummy. It's Yumi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's. I mean, that that's broad strokes, like the big the big picture of what happens in this first it's, episode. Uh, the
1: thing that's is super unclear to me is just that we're supposed to buy that Ulysses angered the gods by essentially having his son be stolen. And yeah. then going and then getting his son back.
0: If these gods are supposed to be able to see what happens, which it seems to be the case. It's unclear why Ulysses, you know, footing the bill for this for this chain of events. Right. For his
1: son's robot, his son's yeah. robot blowing up a big robot. That's the, yeah, the Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops is Cyclops like a, was
0: definitely a big robot. Like, yeah, he's it's big not o. a monster.
1: It's not like a space monster. He's Big O. Big O! Yeah, it kind of looks like the the pterodrome or what, what's the? Oh, the technodrome? Technodrome from, from teenage mutant and turtles yeah it kind of looks like that well it's kind of like it's got a
0: big robot top half and a big spooky bright tentacly bottom half it's really it's it's very unclear uh but it is a cool design i will give them that i i was visually arrested watching it i was like oh okay let's pay attention I mean, I was I was interested when Ulysses jumps down with his laser sword and laser shield and starts fighting yeah. Cyclops dudes who who hit him with lasers.
1: Can you tell that Star Wars came out like four years after this or before oh my this? God. Yeah. Um, it's very much reminiscent of even just like the original uh, first poster for Star Wars. Um, right. It feels yes. very much like Luke in that first Star Wars poster. He's got a laser sure. sword and a shield and all, he's all in white and well, you know uh, this,
0: this show got sued by lucasfilm really yeah because they uh they they basically just cribbed some of their music from empire strikes back there it was, oh, shit. It, was <laughs> it was deemed obviously stolen <laughs> like they were they basically just copied so it was a
1: it was an influence
0: yeah it was an influence you might say it was their cheat sheet sure yeah i don't know it's if if the story they were trying to tell about the gods was something more akin to what the the original was, which is kind of like like if you if you've looked into any Greek mythology like the gods aren't like what we want gods to be necessarily. They're not just up there being benevolent and watching over us. They're no. kind of petty and pieces of shit like we are. And totally. so like if they were trying to tell the story that Poseidon was being a petty piece of shit that, about how you broke his toy, like they could have done that. That was
1: not made clear. But they
0: yeah. did not tell that story.
1: Yeah, the way it's framed is a lot more like Ulysses fucked up. A
0: Christian god is mad. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, I would be interested to see how this iterates. But, but, but basically how the end of it is, is they, they get thrown into, you know, the galaxy of Limbo, basically.
1: What do they call it? It's the galaxy of Olympus. The universe of Olympus.
0: The universe of Olympus, yes. <laughs> do and, you have uh, to,
1: they, they shatter the wall of galactic ice and enter the universe <laughs> of Olympus
0: yes and whether or not this show is more like silver hawks where there's like a repeating group of like spooky space bad guys or it's more like star trek voyager and it's an uncharted section of space with stuff we've never seen before and every episode is like oh spooky new aliens or something else like it's entirely impossible to tell from this first episode but uh i i I would be interested in watching it (laughs) at least one more right like that's the the plan ostensibly i mean yeah interested is putting is an interesting
1: word but uh (laughs) it's possible it could happen i could be persuaded to watch one more of this this specific (laughs) show i we'll see i don't know but we'll we'll talk about spartacus in just a minute
0: yeah uh and we will we will get to spartacus after these messages austin are you there bud I sure am well, that's great news because it's uh it's time for us to uh make a little bit of money make a little bit of cheddar with with our with our you know with our sweet sweet sponsors that have been so kind to to partner with us and uh we could not be happier to announce that we are officially partnered with trumpet berries if you could tell everybody about what they've got going <laughs> on
1: yeah totally uh-huh yeah no we are a huge partner of trumpet berries we've been we just are really excited to showcase a incredibly exciting new product that can help a lot of people. So we're, we're really here to spread the word about Trumpet Berries. So what's going on with Trumpet Berries, you may ask, is uh, I'm
0: sure they're definitely asking about this. point. <laughs> they're asking this at this point. <laughs> yeah,
1: they've got a lot of questions. So what's the biggest problem right now in America? Uh, I'll tell you, not enough people are taking ban. And Mm. everybody's not doing band anymore because band is for band geeks and and it's for the people who are doing band. And nobody wants to do that. But what's cool is that you don't really need to spend all your time learning how to play trumpet if you can play trumpet really good by eating trumpet berries. Oh, neat. And so these incredible little guys are (laughs) uh, you can eat it and then you can play the trumpet really well.
0: Now, is this going to is this going to turn into like a a Lance Armstrong situation?
1: Oh, you mean you're going to win a ton of awards? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, no, because here's the thing. You can play trumpet, but just good enough. So you're not great at the trumpet, but you're at like at like a low high school level,
0: like third Um, chair.
1: Yeah. So you're basically going to be third chair trumpet. Um, But the thing is, all the nerds are going to be first and second chair trumpet, so the, all they need is just some extra noise to sort of fill it out.
0: You know what I bet those nerds want? I bet those nerds are low waiting until they come out with sex berries. Make you good Ooh, at that. Ooh, to get very good at sex. Unlike <laughs> us jocks who are just slamming <laughs> it. Slamming it without, without any extra extra accessories. Now all these jocks can take trumpet berries and look real sensitive and go sit in the third chair. Jocks like us are wrecking plahooms. <laughs> <laughs> jocks are just wrecking them suck it, nerds. Hard work's for idiots. Yeah, I can do both. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really vibing on that song. Oh, this it's song, Fox. I love Sting. I love Sting and the Police. <laughs> God, that's such a. It's got like a. I don't even know how to describe the vibe of that song. It's kind of uh, like laid back, sleepy funk. I don't know it I don't exactly. Know, I think sleepy funk's a pretty reasonable way to put it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got like this like very present slap bass situation happening, but like the the harmony is in the way it's sort of like Adult around. contemporary mm, adult contemporary it's like a contemporary like contemporary lyrics over a slappity news. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is spartacus in the sun beneath the sea uh the the maybe uh, tying some other option that i can't remember for the the loosest connection to a loose already loose theme uh because mm, i don't i don't see this tying with anything Yeah, this doesn't tie. This doesn't tie. I'm saying it's the worst because Spartacus being the name of a character is the closest we get to this being Greek. Uh, Well, no, uh no, no.
1: Because actually the character Spartacus, apparently the background of the character Spartacus is based on Spartacus, the legendary Spartacus's background as well. Mm, Because Spartacus in this show is a gladiator and like the original gladiator so the idea and he was a slave and he like escaped from slavery which is the same as
0: all right all right okay so the so the
1: legendary spartacus so there is a very rough they are playing with spartacus they are yes
0: though to be fair i think spartacus isn't spartacus not technically greek isn't he from like uh Oh, God, well maybe maybe he... it's Greece, maybe it's Greece now, but like he was like Thracian or something. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, anymore.
1: he is Thracian. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: regardless, this has very little to do with Spartacus and a lot more to do with another Hollow Earth cartoon like Spider Riders. <laughs> and I don't know whether I want to say this is better than Spider Riders or worse. I think I enjoyed Spider Riders more, but this has better, like, more interesting ideas in it. You could maybe. Yeah, say? This is just this it is does. more or less just a montage of interesting ideas and it uh there's pretty little dialogue what there is makes little sense yeah Um, the plot is completely undecipherable although i did enjoy the part where they go to that strange court (laughs) yes the court Mm -hmm. was the best part
1: this let me try to explain in a nutshell this show is basically what happens if you take um schoolhouse rock and blend it with like yellow submarine Dude, that's
0: that's super right. I was going to what I was going to say was like a like a 70s music video that took acid and tried to be educational programming. Uh huh. Um, Yeah.
1: So Schoolhouse Rock meets Yellow Submarine.
0: Right. Exactly. Like there's nothing educational about this show. Really? Like not really. But it really feels like how you feel when you watch an educational cartoon. Yeah, it feels like the quality, the, the entertainment quality is not there. That you must be learning for this to have been even bothered <laughs> yeah. to be made. <laughs> yeah, like well, yeah. sure, it must be being taught something. Like Donald Duck's right. Adventures in Math Magic Land. Yeah, You're just yeah. Like, I better be learning because this is awful.
1: You ever get that sixth sense that like this, hmm, this feels Christian. This feels religious, Ooh, yeah, or like yeah, or this feels like the broccoli of show. This is like the uncooked broccoli of shows that just isn't sexy in any way and like yeah i, uh, I feel like, like i should Rupert. be learning about
0: like it's supposed this. to be making up for the mashed potatoes you ate
1: it's uh-huh. supposed you,
0: know, <laughs> you tell yourself at least i watch spartacus in the sub to see. it's fine if i watch five hours of pokemon <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, right so okay so something we need to mention up front uh this is a fully french production again this is a nina walmart this is the nina walmart hour uh she made this show as well Uh, You know, she also worked on uh, Mysterious Cities of Gold, which is a show that we've talked about watching from time to time. That's true. uh, And I totally see the graphic parallel. They look alike. Yes. For sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what is what is interesting is that the uh, to my knowledge and my Googling skills, uh, the dub, the English dub that they did of this show, which they aired on Nickelodeon, by the way, like this was an uh, like early days of Nickelodeon mainstay. Uh, that dub has sort of turned into something of a lost piece of media. So there are scattered episodes you can find that people happened to have on VHS tapes or something. But I could not find the first episode of this show in English. And we don't speak French. So we watched episode two instead, which is called Living Crystal. And uh, this is a blurb for it. In a crystalline stratum that echoes with the sound of the terra, Spartacus and company meet Galileo and are taken prisoner by the Inquisitors who try to get them to renounce their claims that other worlds lie beyond their stratum.
1: Wow, what, is that, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> I think that's so, about as much cohesive like
0: narrative uh, <laughs> as they were able to piece out of what, it, what we just watched.
1: That narrative doesn't even show up until
0: halfway through the episode. I don't know what went on in the first half. I don't either. Yeah. But until they go through the Crystal Caverns, I don't know what was happening.
1: I, I can't give this show a lot of credit, but in its credit, we you know, since we weren't able to watch the first episode, we cannot say how good of a job it totally is setting any of this stuff up in the first episode. Um I yeah, kind of doubt- I felt completely unmoored until
0: the until the Crystal Caves. I don't have much of a, a mooring here, like we're talking about, right? Like I, I couldn't watch the first episode. I read a couple like descriptions of it. Uh, I, You know, the the narrator kind of gives a little bit of a, you know, like Ulysses did, where it sort of describes the inception of the plot. Um, My understanding is that so so we have uh, a hollow earth. There is an ancient civilization called the Arcadians. They there was like a horrible event called the Cataclysm, and they thought that they were the only people left. And they've sort of evolved in a divergent way from humans. And as we will... Potentially see at some point, or maybe did in this episode, they don't have legs anymore. Uh, they sort of look like bowling pin people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but they, uh, they at some point they, like they sustain themselves because they have a sun down there, like this artificial sun they call the Terra. Uh, it's and it so failing. many that's such cool ideas. When we describe the sure. show verbally, it yeah. sounds fucking baller and it's, it's just really, not, does. it's really just. The ideas being introduced are pretty cool. So the sort of like central theme of this one if you can if you can call it that is this yeah. is that they go through these crystal caves at some point in their spaceship. They get to this place and the people there, particularly the inquisitors, are saying renounce the story that you came through this cave because we know there's no more world outside. So you must be lying. You must tell us and if you don't tell us, you know, we're going to put you in jail and uh, there's, we see this, like, re-education camp where mm-hmm. that was a really weird, cool, eerie scene. I wouldn't yes. even mind dropping it, where she, they're like... They see a picture of a city at an angle, and the re-education machine says... Which is tilted, the towers or the ground?
1: The ground.
0: Very good, Rebecca. Which yeah. I just... I, I just thought it was such a sh- weird, cool... I, I also agree that it's such a these little oases of of fascinating ideas that would work so much better in a sophisticated show
1: yes it's at this point it's kind of like trying to use like a kitchen sponge to explain existentialism where it's (laughs) like you know like i see the concepts here but i can't but it's still a sponge yeah (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the, the main characters and sort of like yeah. who, we're, who we're dealing with. I didn't so, get anything about them, really. Well, we see Spartacus gives a cool little speech. Well, but but I, it was it was part of what I was trying to say earlier is that the, the, the kind of thing we missed in episode one is that the Arcadians created a fake person. They created a person in the surface dwellers image because they realized there were people living on top of Earth and they didn't know that before. And so they created a person out of stone and they named her Arcana and they sent her up there like an envoy. So, so that they could maybe get help because their son is dying. The sun beneath the sea, not a ball. Y- yes, the sun beneath yeah. the sea. And so, Arcana, I guess, goes up top and like finds these two human kids and brings them back down. And on the way, they like get into trouble. And then they meet this guy named Spartacus. And I guess the, the four of them go down with these other two creatures that it's like impossible to know anything about these like fucking weird animals named Bick and Back.
1: These little goblins. That like kiss each other with their noses. They look like out of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and so the the four of them plus Bick and Back and the like AI that runs their ship are the main cast of this show, uh so far. The AI I kinda like
1: too, actually. Um Yeah, Tarig. Yeah, yeah. Tarig. Uh whose name is in, in the
0: original French is Shag Shag and they were like ooh that's fuck twice if you're english so uh let's change that to yeah, something else yeah <laughs> apparently they use
1: shag as like a as like a suffix or a prefix for a lot of this under underground stuff and they were like oh we got to change all the shag <laughs> content
0: you know it's occurring to me
1: if this show
0: was even a little bit better i might i might be concerned that i'm the one who's too dumb like i might be concerned <laughs> there's more going on here that i'm not yeah, getting totally it's like, But it's just, it's just so obviously not.
1: (laughs) Well, I think what the problem is, well, two problems. Obviously the, the dub of this is pretty bad. The like.
0: Fair point. The voice acting, the the
1: voice work is pretty bad. It
0: could make more sense in French. We don't know what, we don't know the quality of the translation. And we know that sometimes vocal performance, like being good can really like make you buy into something a lot more. Totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. But also the other issue is, I just think the animation direction, whoever was in charge (sighs) Of the animation work, kind of across the board, I get that they were going for a style.
0: Well, we see. I don't know if you guys watch it. There's almost five minutes of like concept art, and while they play all the credits at the end. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. It's and, and the cool. concept art looks a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah. Than the show, and so you can kind of see maybe what they were going for with this like French, this sort of deeply European style that is kind of interesting in like a triplets of Belleville kind of way, you know, like totally, but. What we actually get as far as the people in charge of the animation, the scenes that they pan to, the way that they sort of cut around and you see action happening and it's really unclear what the, what the purpose of the action is or any sort of solid through line or there are moments that kind of seem like quasi rotoscoped, but they still look
0: yeah awful i don't
1: i don't know yeah i I just don't and
0: and all their a lot of times their eyes look dead like they're like 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 an uncanny valley set of eyeballs that look like they're too wide and they're looking too straight off into nothing uh as like a a very normal voice comes out of spartacus or something saying like oh yeah so we have to go do a thing and he's like wide-eyed looking at the wall like it's so uncomfortable yeah it's bad aside from all the things that we hate about this show right like because clearly it's inept this this is a this is a, a, a mess. The show is a mess of a production, but we like some of the ideas. And then there's Galileo. And why is Galileo there? <laughs> and then Galileo. Why, is that ever? Did you guys get more out of that than I did? Like, is it explained? Is that real Galileo? Is that just where Galileo ended up? I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah, oh. um, he's I guess they're trying to play with the fact that he's the one who kind of like finds them with his telescope. I, yeah, I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, so so Galileo Galilei, like it's they go out into the trouble to do his full name, like he's the real historical figure. Finds their ship when at some point they were running from pirates. These like punk pirates.
0: Oh boy! Um, oh that are, boy! Those pirates.
1: We don't have to spend time talking about them. Um, we're gonna dumb. spend
0: exactly the twenty seconds it takes for me to say all their names: Nasty Max, <laughs> Mighty Matt, Mass Media, and Sleeze Appeal. <laughs>
1: No, I don't know do we
0: hear them in the show? I don't we hear 3 of them. I uh, no okay, we hear I, I think we I think we, hear, we don't I don't know that we hear Mass Media's name, but we hear the other names. sleaze appeal. <laughs> yeah, apparently his original name in French was basically sex appeal and that was not happening in English. No, no, no. no. So yeah, they, they they fight off some pirates.
1: They fight off some pirates and then I guess and at some point um Matt who's one of the kids and Spartacus climbs some crystals. And Matt is also dressed like Spider-Man, kind of. He's got like (laughs) his hoodie is like the Spider-Man color. So we'll call him um, Spider-Max, Spider-Matt if we want to. And then, yeah, they get frozen into a crystal and then that crystal gets seen by a probe that is seen by Galileo. So he's got a future probe (sighs) and he's on this this part of the world beneath the world.
0: It's like inside a crystal. I don't know, man. In in a way, this could have been cool where like, yeah, it's we're underneath the crust of the world. So like it's, you know, it's like who knows what's down there. So it may as well be a big dream world that anything could happen in. Right. Like I, I can understand wanting to play in a space like that. Sure. Like cool and then there's this other like you know isolated world there where they don't know what's happened what's out behind the crystal and it's sort of like this fucked up you and know. the fact that they like you know their their ship crystallizes and is like a drift is it's dramatic it's i like i like i said i like the ideas when you describe them it's just mm-hmm. the show just really was poorly executed
1: yeah there are like four different individual nuggets of education that happen. That take like three seconds, but they're kind of interesting. When the when their ship is dropping, they're losing altitude, and Spider-Matt says...
0: "Man, my ears hurt! Ow! Ow! Oh, oh. oh, me too! It's because oh. we're losing altitude. Go like
1: this. Open your mouth and plug your ears. Oh. And it's like, that's real. That's legit. Uh, yeah. It's just an interesting factoid to throw in when everything else is nonsense. But so Galileo finds them, and I just don't understand how you can do a historical figure... Where, again, everything else is fantasy nonsense, but you're also trying to teach somebody about, like, teach kids about historical figures, like in a Bill and Ted kind of way. Like, hey, we brought these, like. It just raises weird questions. Why is Galileo the only human down here and a
0: bunch of, like. Creepy alien-looking creatures. Why is Galileo still alive in what is ostensibly the modern day? And why did Galileo end up deep beneath the ground inside of a crystal where they don't think people can come from outside a crystal? Where did Galileo come from then? You know, I'm curious. This comes This comes back. I mean, this whole show, it's really hard to say because the whole, like Austin says, they go out of the way to name him Galileo Galileo. Although, this could lead into what I'm about to say, which is to say, this could be sort of entrenched in uh, what we've talked about before, some of the... Uh, Children's programming ordinances in America, like for the, the translation mm. was was localized, that it had to meet because this is now in 1985, that it had to meet certain educational standards. That's why that's all the why all this like sailor says stuff got got put into shows mm. was I to feel, make sure that I they technically you. qualified as sure. as uh, you know positive children's entertainment. I feel you. They can't reanimate. They can't add new animation, so right. they have to actually change the translation to put in factoids.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, my thought, I think the reason they included Galileo specifically is just the allegory. That, they're making a very heavy allegory to Galileo's. Sort oh, of,
0: yeah. I was mostly speaking about the like pressure differential thing, but I'm curious yeah, at yeah. this point now how far the rabbit hole goes.
1: Right. Sure. I mean, I'm just, since essentially what they are, once Galileo finds them and he's chill with them, he's like, yeah, well, you guys are cool, humans from another world, and you're fine. And then they get arrested by. Like inquisitors, like Spanish Inquis- Inquisition, right. conquistadors. Very, all the design is very heavily influenced on mm-hmm. on Spain from I don't know the what age, the sixteen hundreds or something.
0: I don't know. I'm terrible at history. I don't know dates. I feel like we've spent a lot of time already talking about how much we don't like and don't understand and are like kind of frustrated by how how stupid and and incomprehensible some of the decisions are with this show. But I know that this trial stuff is interesting to me. it was personally. interesting. I like this I like the sequence It's the yeah. one time in this show where I did not feel a drift because suddenly they start doing this thing where like one by one they're gonna put all of our main characters on trial and it's like, ooh, a structure I was yeah. so excited. <laughs> I was so excited for structure and yeah. the Inquisition is weird and scary yeah, and there's a couple dope lines it was it was such a weird. Uh, uh, a surprising moment, or like like two minutes of this show for me, because it, it not only was like structurally like interesting, all of a sudden, it had good writing. I want to drop a couple clips because uh, Arcana is the first one that they that they interrogate, and they try and make her say that there's nothing beyond the crystal.
1: Arcana, you are a wicked sorceress in disguise. I refuse to look at your lies. The truth is sorcery only to those who refuse to accept it Listen to me The Terra is going to explode And you're wasting your time putting me on trial
0: That's mm. a 2020 takedown That <laughs> is a 2020 takedown It's pretty awesome And then uh, they have Spartacus come out next uh-huh. and Who lays out real, another real truth bomb
1: Yeah Spartacus, admit you'll never pass through the crystal And you will be free I am free now Free not to accept you as my judges Nor your truth as mine I have nothing more to say. Shit, bum. boy!
0: Spitting fire! Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I actually really, yeah. I really liked that. I I don't know. And then everything went to shit again. But like for this sequence with the judges, and the judges are getting more and more pissed off. It was really funny to watch them be
1: like, "Yeah, it's it's funny too." Because like I said before, that this just feels religious, you know. Yeah. And yet this this whole sequence is very much like they're a stand-in for the church. And this is kind of very like anti church, this like French, this like French anarchist perspective of like, hey, (laughs) fuck you. You cannot tell me what to do.
0: Yeah. And so uh, at one point they say something really strange. They say, like all fossilized beings, you are suffering from a time warp. Time warp. And I don't think they know what that means. That's an odd no. one. That's a real no, odd the, one. It's
1: yeah. I I just keep waiting for like the Who to start playing and then like a weird uh, a weird sequence where music from the Who just plays for uh-huh. another six and a half minutes or something. Ugh. But it never does.
0: And then we we get that little re-education room thing where they, they realize they're you know they're not making any headway with these people, and so they they try to brainwash them instead. And we see the little girl Rebecca like essentially strapped into a chair watching a TV. Asking her strange arcane questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is like, it half
1: it, full, or half empty? Uh, I don't know. Half, half empty, like non nah, dog. It's half full. Like
0: the other way around. But yeah, I like that. There is oh, yeah. like, an immediate like yes or no to that question.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. No, but it it's very telling
0: of the of I think the the general message they're trying to to portray here is like. This robot, as arcane as it as it is, and sort of strange and interesting, it's asking nuanced questions with no perfect answer, mm-hmm. but treating them as if the there is a gospel, there is a truth, there is yep. a single. It's it, you you know you can unravel that that onion. I don't know how many layers it is. It's probably a pretty small onion, <laughs> sure. but uh,
1: it's a French onion soup of, of a
0: question, <laughs> right? Like if you if you're going to if you're going to say that the bare minimum. That is required for a show or a piece of media to qualify as science fiction. It's to explore ideas like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ulysses does not explore any ideas. No. That, Ulysses that is a that fantasy re- just like Star Wars. Yeah, that recontextualizes it in a science fiction setting. They've put, a, they've put spaceships in there and that's about as far as they bother to take it.
1: Right right yeah this meanwhile this has like some interesting content at the very center of what is
0: just a dreadful show yeah uh, just so a really it's... dreadful show Ugh. that i could have been way uh, way ahead of its time with a little bit better writing mm-hmm. and if you speak french tell us if this show rocks in french that would be cool to know <laughs> i would believe yeah. it i would believe the show is awesome in
1: french i want to believe it i want to Uh, So who's the wishbone? <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh no! The, uh, the wishbone in this one's gotta be. I've gotta hand it to. I gotta hand it to to uh, to Matt. He feels yeah. like the
1: insert into the story. I was gonna say Galileo, but yeah.
0: <laughs> ooh, I don't hate that either.
1: I was trying to figure out if Wishbone literally did a Galileo episode because. <laughs>
0: Wait, so what about what about Ulysses? Was there a wishbone in Ulysses? Oh, it's definitely no no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the bit. That's the that's the juicy part. That's the story, no no. We had such high hopes for these shows. I did not have hopes for Ulysses, and you don't you dare put that on me. But I okay, did well, think I, Sp- had- I did I did have hopes for Spartacus. I think sometimes what I do is I sort of I I, I think because of visu- like the visuals on a show are good that like everything else must follow. And when all we do is watch the uh, the intros, the cartoon like theme songs, and we get this promise, right? Like we get a fun little promise with like a narrator describing the plot and then like a, a crazy song. I do not think that the intro for Ulysses instills much confidence. I thought it looked like <laughs> it could be pretty out there and exciting. And it turns out it wasn't. And then for Spartacus, I knew that it was, you know, writing a check that it would cash and it would be boring, but I didn't know it would be this bad. I think there, there's there's a thing to be said that a uh, you know, so far uh, of a show that has been like partially or entirely lost, I have not found one that like is that's a real a shame about.
1: Yeah, I think people <laughs> saw this potentially getting lost to history, and they were like, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wasn't our best.
0: Oh man, what are we doing? What are we doing, you guys? We were t-
1: <laughs> we we wanted to do a Greek arc. <laughs> yeah, we want to do a whole arc. I I just don't know. Yeah,
0: now I don't know. Now we're gonna have to like go back to the woodshed and see if we can't like you know salvage some of this wood and make something new. I mean, because we the thing that happens when we watch like confusing and bad content is that we didn't we didn't make as many jokes this week. We just, no. We turned into an analytical podcast. And that's we just kinda too, get. Like, we
1: just kind of get grumpy sometimes I or know. scared <laughs> or confused the whole gamut of emotions. We,
0: we just we retreat into our shell and just you just throw rocks at the cartoons and I don't know, you guys, I don't know we maybe we got to wrestle up some other Greek shows to watch
1: well we can certainly yeah.
0: try i'm open to finding more or we could we could totally i mean we could totally take the arc in a new direction we could call it something different and then no one would know yeah we'll just dub over on top and nobody <laughs> be yeah we can turn this ship around we can poke them on the shit out of this <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we are uh, clearly we're we are lost in in a wide <laughs> galaxy and we need to somehow find our way home We put in the uh, galaxy
0: of olympus
1: and so I guess stay tuned next week to see sort of our Where'd next our next journey and and if we'll finally uh, figure it out.
0: <laughs> We're gonna tie ourselves to the mast and figure it out, you guys.
1: Also, I'm the wishbone.
0: Austin is our
1: wishbone.
0: Oh, you are, aren't you? Uh,
1: bark bark. See you next Tuesday. Woof woof. Wishbone. <laughs>